Welcome to The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family Bridges for modern parenting. Check out this week's episode. How is it that we continually mold such impressive young scholars without exception? The answer is simple. Nothing. Mrs. Rayleigh, you skate? You shred the rails? For over 30 years now. Wow, you caught so much air. How'd you do that? Easy. Trigonometry. (laughs) What? The Struggle is Real podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. Alrighty, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of The Struggle is Real. I am Omar Ramos. Joining me as always... It's Veronica Avila and, of course, our very own resident expert. Dr. Alisa Laos, how's everyone doing? I'm fine and dandy, doctor. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Yeah, I don't know about you, but that chicken dance just got us really hyped up, right? <laughs> yeah, well, we did a, fun. We, we were dancing the chicken dance. Yeah, the first time that we do a little exercise yeah. prior to... And, yeah, I am ready to go for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And guess what, guys? We have a different and special episode today. It's called Learning to Learn. And for it, we've invited three very special guests with whom we've done a special activity for a week now. Now, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But first. But first, our guests are very young kids. That's right. Our children. Let's welcome Dr. Alicia's son, Daniel. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing okay. Okay. Well, I hope you'll be doing a lot better by the end of this podcast. Veronica's daughter, Valentina, thanks for joining us. Good to be here. Awesome. And, of course, my daughter, Eliani Belen Ramos. Hello. How, how are you, baby? Good. Awesome. Now, welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. I know that uh, you made a lot of sacrifices uh-huh. in your life to be here with us today. <laughs> so we hope that this can be a fun learning experience for each and every one of us. Now, they say that everyone has their own learning style. Doctor, can you tell us a little bit more about the different learning styles? Sure. There's different ways we learn. Some folks learn through auditory, so they need to listen to things and then they learn better through that way. Or there's uh, folks that have more of a sense of kinesthetic learning, so they like to do things, and that's where you want to pull out your toolbox, or you're just more of a doer, Mm -hmm. if you will, and so you quickly learn things that way. There's folks that are just more verbal, and you need to write things and write notes and be very studious about it. Mm -hmm. So there's just different ways of learning. Some just need a sense of touch, some auditory, some visual you know, and so we have different learning styles. And the idea is that if we're able to tap into and understand what our learning style is best, everything is important. And obviously we can all probably take away something when we write things down. But some of us just seem to have more affinity towards one learning style than another. And just been some studies out there how important it is to, to understand those different le- learning styles and understand how it is that we can optimize that and leverage that. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, when it comes to leveraging exactly what mental tools I implement in my life. I mm-hmm. think I'm a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Visual, hands-on, and kind of like writing notes down. And I have to like carry that stuff with me sometimes. That's why like my backpack is so heavy because I got all these notes in there. Mm-hmm. And it's visual with me as well. Like I buy the newspaper every day. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get some of the notes and stuff that I use, like, you know, that I apply during my uh, sports broadcasting. And of course, the music stuff that I do some at times. So yeah, when it comes to tools that I use, I think I'm a blend of everything. How cool is that? That's pretty good. Well, why don't we go into our first sketch? This is called Elementary Elementary. Ooh la la. Hello. Hello. Good morning. 
morning, everyone, and welcome to today's tour of Elementary Elementary. The world's first, second, and only utopian autonomous freeform primary school. Our alumni are the most illustrious and noble minds to graduate from any institution, anywhere, in the history of time. Presidents, CEOs, the scientist who cured cancer. He's still here, actually. Just got bumped up to the fourth grade. How is it that we continually mold such impressive young scholars without exception? The answer is simple. Nothing. We don't do a thing. We have no admissions process, so prospective students have no way to apply. We have no curriculums, so current students have nothing to learn. We have no grades or deadlines. Students simply tell us when they're done learning and how well they did. We've simply gotten out of the way, you see. Wow. Only the most dedicated students find their way into elementary elementary, and then the very brightest decide what to do with themselves. Over here, for instance, is the very promising eight-year-old Bartholomew Twizzle. It seems he learns best by teaching. For the last two years, he has been teaching all of the teachers here at Elementary Elementary. Wow. Let's take a listen. Why then am I lecturing? What is my point? In the mid-15th century, when metal plate printing was developed in Europe, a number of contemporaries thought it signaled the end of the lecture. They claimed it no longer made sense to stand up in public and read your notes when everyone could read the exact same words for themselves. So again, why am I lecturing? What is my point? Why don't I just stop? Oh. My God, a lecture on the inefficacy of lecturing. An anti-lecture lecture? Brilliant! Oh. And there you have learning by teaching. Over here, by contrast, we have the equally talented seven-year-old Roy Fong. How are you today, Roy? Good, thanks. Can I get you anything? A glass of water, perhaps? No, good, thanks. Amazing. At 50,000 words per minute, Roy is the fastest speed reader ever documented. Why, he read War and Peace in six minutes. That's why he's dedicated himself to reading every book ever written. Not every book. That would take 741 years. 742. If I went to the bathroom, I'm only reading English books, nonfiction, and great fiction. I can do that. Eight years. Easy. <laughs> Keep at it, my boy. Keep at it. <gasps> Sorry. And there you have learning through isolation. <clears throat> now, we're almost out of time, so come along, come along to our last room. <laughs> well, we have hundreds of rooms, one for every style of learning, but our last on the tour, you see. Here we are. But wait! Don't go in. You see that red light? It means the room is currently being exposed to deadly amounts of radiation. Oh. Wait for it. Wait for it. There we go. Room safe. Come along. Here we have Katrina Medzenfessel, slaving away in her own personal science lab, as always. In her three years at elementary elementary, Katrina has invented the thermometerless thermometer, the pocket refrigerator, and self-washing underpants. What are you working on today, Katrina? 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 Teleportation. Oh. But you were just standing over there. Then I guess it must have worked. Oh. Brilliant. Oh, congratulations. Another Metzenfessel success. And there you have learning by doing. And that concludes our tour, ladies and gentlemen. I'd brag about our school's nutritional lunches, our no-tolerance bullying policy, our world-class athletics division, but I just did. If you'll remember, there is no admissions program, so best of luck to you and your children figuring out how to get in. When it comes to how to get out, you have 15 
seconds. This is a radioactive science lab, after all. Good day. All right. Well, that was quite interesting. We heard Bartholomew Twizzle, who learns by teaching. And then we had Roy Fong, who's a speed reader. And then Katrina Metzenfezel, who learns by doing. Kids, how cool would it be to have a school with specialized learning styles? But that's not the case, is it? Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't have that. And <laughs> it would be very fun to be able to pick up on that. You have some technology today that's like smart learning, right? Mm-hmm. Where with different apps and different software, students are able to maybe learn some things quicker because it picks up on their areas of skills. Mm-hmm. So there's some of that. But it's difficult, I would imagine, in a classroom of 30 students for a teacher to be able to moderate what are the learning styles that are more optimal. So what you would want to do, or what a lot of teachers do, is try to introduce a variety of different activities that then would pick up so that there's different mediums that are being addressed. And so kids with different learning styles can appreciate it mm-hmm. and then can pick up the learning. But I think as parents, we can see our kids and get that sense and then be able to provide opportunities for them to learn whatever it is that they're learning with that style. So there's those styles of learning, but also even just picking up on what their interests are. Um, So if they're really interested in science, then taking them to the library and getting more science books or taking them to a science club or something like that, Mm -hmm. or they're more interested in dancing than signing them up for the dance class, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. I think as parents, we can pick up also on those interests and nurture that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you were just mentioning right now ideal ways of learning. You just gave us a couple of avenues that we could explore. Now, I would like to ask you, Dr. Alicia, what kind of activities can we do at home to help our kids learn a lot faster, a lot better? Kids learn a lot by play. Mm -hmm. And so irregardless of the age, I think just kids learn by play. And oftentimes when we don't provide opportunities for kids to play, we're not giving them that chance to explore. And those neurons start connecting. There's Mm -hmm. creativity. And so maybe pulling away distractions that keep them away from that creative play, I think is important. And providing some limits and boundaries to things like way too much Netflixing, Mm -hmm. you know, for six hours a day (laughs) or, you know, too much playing on the apps. And so pulling that so that there's enough time for them to play, I think that's important. And then not providing also the answers for them for what to do. Yeah. So just giving them the resources so that then they are able to do that. So oftentimes you'll see, unfortunately, there's like a science fair and you go to the science fair and all these perfectly put together Mm -hmm. science projects are there. And you're like, okay, yeah, that was more like a parent project than a kid project. (laughs) Yes. Totally Uh, as a parent, you know, go out and get the supplies talk to them, support them, help them research it, but let them do those things on their own because that's how they're going to learn, right? Yeah. If we if we take that opportunity, we, it's great that you're learning your science project, but we want the kids to learn. So things like that, I think being able to provide the support, provide the resources, but just don't do it for them. Don't All do right. the homework for them. Good stuff. And you just mentioned something that, I don't know if this is the adequate podcast for it, but apps. Yeah. Apps yeah. versus parents. Yeah. Because some apps are just like destroying the communication between kids and their parents, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They are learning, mm-hmm. but it's minimizing the communication with their siblings and their parents, and we can talk about it some other day if you would like. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into the next kit, Veronica. Yes, for sure. Now, this one is called How Many Kickflips in a Mile? Whoa. <laughs> nice air, dude. Thanks, Danny. Didn't know you came to this park. Mrs. Rayleigh, you skate? You shred the rails? For over 30 years now. Wow. You caught so much air. How'd you do that? Easy. Trigonometry. (laughs) What? That's why I became a math teacher. The angles, the momentum, the arcs, they all improve your skating game. No way. Yes way. 
You struggled a little on your last test, didn't you? Well, yeah. The textbook's getting so complicated. I can barely understand what the question's asking. I don't think trigonometry is for me. That's surprising. You're such a strong skater. I would think trig is right up your alley. I don't know what you mean. Here, follow me. Let's do a math problem. Okay. Hey, nice slappy. Thanks. Almost as good as your shifty. Yeah, well, I do a lot of math. So let's start with an easy one. What is the amplitude of function of x equals sine of x plus cosine of x? <laughs> I don't know. A buttload. <laughs> what is an amplitude? Uh, 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 the, the height from the, the center of the curve to, to the top. That's exactly right. Now, trace an amplitude, just the general shape, in the air. What does that look like? Uh, a bunch of wavy lines. Focus in. What does one period of an amplitude look like? Do you see it? No. I'll give you a clue. We're standing at the top of one. A half pipe? Exactly. The distance between two peak points and their center, that's the same as a half pipe, isn't it? I guess. Okay. So instead of amplitude, just think half pipe. Now, show me a 360 inward double heel flip. No problem. Awesome, Danny. Now meet me over here. All right, you're doing great so far, but we still have to solve the problem. What is the amplitude of function of x equals sine of x plus cosine of x? Tell me, Danny, what shape does this handrail most look like sticking out of the ground? <laughs> I don't know, uh, a handrail? You have the ground, a straight line, at 180 degrees. The bar that comes out of the ground, another straight line at 90 degrees. And then the slanted rail, right? Yeah. How many sides does that make? Three. Three sides makes it a? Triangle. Awesome. So for sine of x, just imagine you're doing a wally over a rail slide. For the cosine of x, all you do is flip it. Make it an inward heely over a rail slide. Do you get it? Whoa! I totally do. That's awesome, Mrs. Rayleigh. Look at you. Yeah, well, look at you. You're getting it. But then, what about the tangent effects? Oh, well, that's simple, too. Follow me down the stairs. Man, chicken knob cheats hardcore. All right, so we heard Danny, a 16-year-old student who enjoys skateboarding, but is yeah, anything having... Dude. Yeah, <laughs> He was a cha uh, having a challenging time with trigonometry. Then we heard his teacher, Mrs. Rayleigh, who found a way to help him understand trig through one of his favorite sports, which mm -hmm. is skateboarding or activity. Doctor, what can you say to educators who come across students like Danny? Well, that was really nice that the yes. teacher was able to figure out a way to make it practical. Mm -hmm. So I think just probably a lot of times the information that we learn at schools maybe just seems like a lot of rote memory and it doesn't feel like it's relevant to life, Yeah. at least for the current state of reality of the kids, mm -hmm. you know, where they're at. So picking up on their interest like she did and then applying the science behind it, you know, the math in this case behind it made it more relevant. And yes. so I like how a lot of STEM programs are like crafted out this way today. Yeah. And a lot of schools are, we're talking before the break um, about how a lot of schools have that program now that they make it more integral 
integral, more lab related so that the information that they're learning makes more sense to the day to day. To the extent that we're able to do that, then we develop a sense of interest and then they want to learn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always admired teachers that take the time to decipher their yeah. students. Mm-hmm. Break uh, it down. Unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world where everybody can sit down and interview the students and say, hey, you know, write down your list of what you like and what you don't like, right? I do admire and I want to commend all the teachers out there. Yeah. Thank you for doing that identifying the forte of your students and using that to their advantage to help mm-hmm. them get to the where they got to get academically and so forth. So that's gotta awesome. Got to give it out to the teachers. What? To... what? Yeah. <laughs> there's still a few, but you know what? It's also, there's, uh, oh, yeah. we also yeah. know that there's there's a lot of students in I'm many, not trying to say that schools. we live in a world that it's not like that. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there are teachers that do take the yes, time. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. And we thank them for that. Also for the ones that have a lot of students, more than 30 kids in a classroom, we know it's hard. But thank you for taking yeah, that. Yeah, especially when you think about how teachers have to become social workers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You know, referees and yeah. psychologists and teachers and educators and, you know, the whole nine yards. So yeah. parents, you know, they have a lot of jobs to fulfill. So thank you, teachers. Now we're going to hand it over to our kids. Ready, kids? Dun, dun, dun. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Look at Valentina's eyes. <gasps> What are my friends going to (laughs) think? We are going to hand over the mic. They're going to be our guest hosts for this part or this segment of The Struggle is Real. So why don't we go ahead and start off with Daniel. Hey, Daniel. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. You have a question, I know. This question is for my mom. How did Mrs. Daly help Danny by teaching him in any way he understood? That was a pretty good <laughs> question. Well, basically, like we just talked about it, I think she took the trigonometry and she took the difficult part of it and broke it down in a way that he was able to understand it by applying it to the sports that he was trying to mm-hmm. learn. So he made it fun. He made it fun. That's key. Mm-hmm. Great question, by the way, Danny. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. And then we have Eliani. Ready to rock and roll? Yeah. All right. You're up next, babe. I have a question for Veronica. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a subject that you felt frustrated because you didn't understand? Yes, and I actually can relate to Danny here because I used to love math. That was my favorite subject until I got to trick. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then you hit the brakes. I didn't understand it. Yeah. When I was um, reading this skit before this podcast, I was thinking, oh my goodness, I wish I would have had a teacher like this teacher who took the time and to go back. Because for me, that was the end of my math um, journey. <laughs> of my math journey. Yeah, trig, and that was it. I didn't take any more. I didn't take pre-cal, nah, nothing else after that because I was traumatized. Like I didn't understand. I couldn't believe I went from being an A student in math to going mm-hmm. down to a D because I, I didn't get it. Luckily, I had another teacher that later on came by, and and then I was able to understand his teaching style, maybe. I don't know. exactly. But that was that. That was that. So I don't know if I was traumatized. (laughs) Well, it was a a shock, right? I mean, you're you're shocked because you're so good at something for a while, and then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, wait, 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 what happened here? Like, for example, I was a times king. Two times two, five yeah, times yeah, yeah. ten. I was so good at that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, my first year of algebra, I was like, what in the heck hit me in front of the face? Like, what is this all about? <laughs> but then there was people that were struggling like me as well, but mm-hmm. they had other teachers that would actually help them understand yeah. via their teaching style. Yes. And I had somebody that, that would always give us their back in our classroom. So I was like, okay, why is this happening to me? I'm going to get so in trouble when I get home. (laughs) Homework was just like piling up and I was like hiding it underneath my sofa because I I was scared to tackle algebra. (laughs) And that was because maybe the lack of responsibility from the teacher 
and nobody really taking the time to intervene to help me out. But anyway, that is part of my past. Yeah. But kids, I, I want to ask you guys, have you felt that way in a certain subject? Is there a subject that you're like, oh my goodness, I don't get it. I wish I would have learned it differently. Uh-oh, I think you just opened a can of worms with Eliani. <laughs> yes. Last year in math, my teacher would give us boring work. And the work wasn't very well planned for her. It was something that didn't help us a lot. Now that I came to sixth grade, my teacher helps me more. Last time, it was just really hard for me because she didn't really explain anything well. I had hard times with dividing mm -hmm. last year. Now I'm really good at it. Really? Can I get a fist bump? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Right. You see, so there's that makes a difference, right? Taking the time to explain and maybe just exploring different styles of teaching. That's pretty cool. Daniel. <laughs> Have you had any trouble? With I know you? you're not gonna. He's like trying to like <laughs> skip me. Skip By the me. way, he loves science. Can you tell? Uh, yeah, yes. I just, I just that, like it was an explosion between uh -huh. Saturn and Jupiter for some reason. <laughs> yes, I've had some trouble. Uh, the trouble I've been having that my worst subject is Latin. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> If that's not my worst subject, then my worst subject is English grammar. I can't tell which one. I think it's more English grammar because I understand Latin, but then I can't, like, speak Latin. Is that the current situation, or, or is somebody helping uh, you with that? Yes, my dad is helping me. And All so right, well, kudos going out to your daddy. What's yes. your daddy's name? My daddy's name is Arturo Laos. Nice. There you go. Kudos to Arturo. Don you Arturo, see? thank you. Parent involvement is also is also important. Let's not just leave it to the teachers, right? Because it's not exactly the teacher's job to teach the students. It's really the parent's job. But when the schools were invented, the parents stopped <laughs> teaching their kids. Well, there we go. You know what? He's got a great lesson, point. He's got a great guys, point. He's got a great yeah. point. It's a tag team. Right? It's teachers and parents, right? Yes. Because the teachers don't know their weakness and stuff. But the parents do. Wow. That? that is the most important <laughs> point I have heard this whole week. Go My goodness. Daniel. <laughs> Valentina. Uh, thank you all for your input. So we all did journaling this week. Mm -hmm. um, Omar, can you tell us more about your journaling activity with Eliani? Well, it went to the point where we talked about it, right, babe? Over the phone. Yeah. Uh, I proposed the idea about doing something like this. At first, she was a little skeptical because I can tell in her voice when she's being skeptical. Uh, soon after, she accepted the challenge and I asked her to kind of like, uh, to propose to herself to learn something new every day. I'll toss over the mic a little bit to her so she can kind of give us some feedback on what she decided to do. But on my side of the realm, did two things. There's actually five, but two that I want to focus on. <laughs> um, you guys know me at a personal level. I work every day out of the week, mm -hmm. and I do so many things. I do TV. I do radio. I do sports. And one of my biggest problems that I have in my life is time management. Mm -hmm. So I wrote down a list of the things that I do every day, and I wrote down a list of what times of the day that I do everything every, everything every day. And I just started, like see how I could prioritize everything. And then I went to lynda.com and <laughs> I took a course on time management. And I found out that sometimes when I try to multitask, that gets me in trouble. Experts actually think that multitasking is a bad thing. It's actually, they call it, they refer to it as 
switch tasking because you're forcing your brain to do different things at one time. And we're not programmed that way. Our brain is not programmed to do that. I know there's people that are very proud and they boast about being, oh, I could do this and I could do that. Well, good for you. But then there's people like me that can't Mm -hmm. because what happens is that I start taking a lot of time trying to complete five things at one time versus Mm -hmm. doing one thing at a time. So I implemented that in my life and I wrote that down. It's actually on my phone because I use my phone more than anything. I don't even know why I have a laptop. And I was able to implement some skills that can help me attack the future, create more efficient time for me. So I have more time for me and this young lady that I have to my right here. Awesome. Ta-da. Well, isn't that good news for you, Eliani? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What did you learn? I bet it is. Thank you for sharing, Omar. I learned a lot of things in my blue notebook that I wrote it all in. I learned a lot from school and the mistakes I've made during the weeks. One mistake I made is getting ready late and I didn't prepare my lunch before the day, which made me late for the bus one day. Mm. Um, one thing I learned is to keep myself a little bit more calmer because I did a science project. The next day, my teacher said to the whole class that we did really bad. So, yeah, but mine wasn't bad. I got a good grade, but she was talking about the whole class, but she said mine was fine. Another thing I learned is things from school, how to cook things from my mom, and I learned a lot of other things. Really? You know, I want to take this time to tell you that I'm very proud of you. Because I know it's not easy to like, this is the first time you're doing something like this. She's an amazing uh, slime producer. Ooh. She makes her own slime, by the way. Hashtag Team Slime. <laughs> yeah. She has a weakness for sweets, and of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's an amazing cook. Sometimes if, if I get her the ingredients that she needs, she will make a cake. She will make whatever. She. What did you make for Valentine's Day, remember? Oh, yeah. I made brownie cupcakes for my friends. Self-taught, man. Awesome. So, yeah. So, uh, thank you so much, babe, for uh, sharing that with us. Anything else you want to add? One thing is learn from your mistakes that you make because you can get better every day, like how I did. Um, for a project I made, I made a video edit. I know how to know how to video edit better. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Self-taught as well. What? Cool. Can I get a class? No. <laughs> <laughs> so that was amazing. I saw a little clip of it, and it was, I was pretty mind-blown by that. So I used a professional program named After Effects, mm-hmm. and I learned from my mistakes because at first I didn't really know what this big platform was that I was using. And then I learned more about making compositions and then made my own transitions. Very cool. Congratulations, awesome. Well, thank you babe. for sharing, yeah. Eliana. Yay! <laughs> that was great. Yes, it was, yeah, it Daniel. was Dr. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn? I learned how to ice skate. I learned that when I get mad at Catalina, then she only starts acting up more. I also learned... Wait, wait, wait. People don't know who Catalina is. Yeah, who is Catalina? Catalina is my sister, and when I get mad at her, I learned... That when she is acting up and I get mad, that she just keeps acting up because she thinks it's funny. And I also learned to draw. And I learned that I saw God in my drawings. I learned how to ice skate. I learned how to glide, to do dips, swizzles, backwards, swizzles, forwards, swizzles, forward wiggles, backward wiggles. It took several weeks. I also learned how to glide and walk on the ice, 
glide with one foot in glide stand, in glide walk stand. I memorized two piano songs. What? One is 500-year-old melody. That's two pages. And Chim Chim Cheree, which is two pages, too. Oh, my goodness. Piano And therefore, my piano recital. And I do take piano lessons. Awesome. Wow, that was a lot of learning. Music. Music is a, is a big part of your life, too? Yes, I like music. Cool. Alicia, how do you feel? What did you learn? Well, that, that, that story about Catalina was kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah. And the face he made, you just can't see him, but he's like, yeah, well, Catalina, she only acts up. That's right. So I learned to help him think through the problems, you know, because mm-hmm. brother and sister fight a lot sometimes. So I thought, let me let me try to teach him some psychology here as an opportunity to learn about the circumstance. So that was kind of fun. But one thing I learned was that I do a lot of traveling for our work. Mm-hmm. And when I do the traveling, I get out of sync. You get a nice routine going for your life and you get a nice pattern, you know, eating healthy, exercise. Go into the travel mode and it's just really hard to get back when I get back home into the swing of things. So I started realizing that that's what takes me out of the good habits, the traveling. And so started to just think about how I can be more proactive and anticipate that. So knowing that I'm going to come back probably tired and, mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> irritated or... So just making sure I have enough opportunity to schedule rest time yeah. after the travel. Just doing some prep work ahead of the game so that I'm already knowing that that's a hurdle. And just kind of getting myself emotionally and psychologically ready. So I come back, I can come back into the habit. So that was just something I, I noticed. Wow. On. It's really funny. It's a pattern that I Omar mentioned it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it. And if I may, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention it too because that was actually my top one. I even put a title on this. I don't even know why. <laughs> My Monday was mom stretch can be too stretchy. Overcommitted without taking into consideration travel and time. Result, mm-hmm. hangry and exhausted. Plan ahead. You and your kids will see the best version of yourself. That's a little reminder to self. Yeah. So, yes, planning ahead and mm-hmm. not overcommitting or, or not preparing for it because then your day gets super stretched and then you're upset. And then mm-hmm. you have all these things that you have to do at home, at least in my case. The kids don't get the best version of me. So Sorry. that's not cool, right? Yeah. So that's one of the things that I learned. And I want to pass it over to Valentina and see what she learned this yeah, week. Yeah, let's too. go, Valentina. Well, there was many things I learned this week, ranging from like what's going on out of this country and the rest of the world and you know, like how music portrays like a story using all the different like elements that they have and also understanding like and starting to learn the importance of like growing up and planning a future and to understand the reality of becoming independent and to learn that I will not always have to depend on my parents for everything and I will have to like go on in life and start to like help out and just enjoy the time that I have with my family. (laughs) And now she got shy. Why are you shy? You're good. You're doing amazing. (laughs) And she was uh, one of the things that we had going from her tia's house to our house, and that I also learned, it was a learning experience for me, mm-hmm. traveling time can also be quality time, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. A couple of weeks ago, when the snow hit, I don't know why, I was trying to get my car into the garage really fast, so the door was not high enough. Anyway, I went in and I broke the antenna of my radio. Mm-hmm. So there are certain areas where I can't hear, where I can't listen to the radio. Traveling from my sister's house to my house, I can't listen to the radio. So we were talking. And it was really cool because I was able to have a conversation with 
Valentina, my daughter. She's 14, and they were, like, really heartfelt conversations. So that was pretty amazing for me. I hope it was amazing for you too, Mama. Don't forget the karaoke. Oh, and the karaoke. Ah, uh, <laughs> car karaoke. Nice. Of course. <laughs> we had car karaoke, and of course the kids played along, and it was yeah. fun. It was fun. So all that to say, thank you guys for joining us today. Was this a learning, a cool learning experience or what? Yes. Yes? <laughs> <laughs> How was the part of conducting the show today? It was fun. It's my first time doing this. So I got to learn this as a new thing now. Right? You can put it on your resume <laughs> for the future. Yeah, she's she's more on the uh, creative side, the spectacle side. And now, like, when you put a mic, when she was a lot younger, she used to, like, love having the mic on her in her hand and performing and doing her thing. And then, I don't know, she just kind of got older. And now she's more of the observant and kind of sees things and grabs little ideas and creates her own thing from, like, what influences her. So Another thing I actually learned, I forgot to say, is I learned how to play ukulele. Ooh. Uh, forgive my ignorance. What is that? The little guitar. Oh, really? Little guitar. Oh, really? Okay. Well, good stuff. See, I just learned something aside. Really, baby, I didn't know that. Really? I know how to play Riptide. See? That's what's up. You going, Danny? A good experience is learning how to play the piano and memorizing the songs that I memorize. And my sister's not here, but I bet she would say that her good experience was learning how to be a ballerina. Ooh, oh, I like that. You're representing for the sister. <laughs> <laughs> One of the outcomes I took out of this was that a lot of people have like the same problems and situations. Yeah, situations. It was really nice talking about it because then other people can help others out that don't understand themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. I just want to add that uh, aside from it being a learning experience, it mm -hmm. was also a bonding experience for my daughter and I. For those who know, she doesn't live with me. Mm -hmm. She lives with her mom and her two sisters, Arlene and uh, little mini tornado Yeretsi. <laughs> so every opportunity that I have to communicate with her, to engage with her is super valuable. I mean, it's priceless. We learned and we bonded and we really enjoyed this new thing that we did with this podcast life that we're doing. So we are appreciative that you took our kids in consideration this time around. Woohoo! Very fun. Yay, that was very to fun add. too. You, you'd like to add something? Yes. Go for it. So for the current shooting that has happened at a high school mm -hmm. in Florida, we all learned that the world isn't as peaceful as some everyone knows and we know that there's not very good people in this world living on earth but mm -hmm. we should always live our life to the fullest and we should know that this kid who shot the school was a person who didn't fit with everyone else in school and i was having a talk with my puppy in the car and he said that we have to be nice to everyone even if they're Different. Social and different. You should always accept someone how they are and talk to them. True story. Yes. I thought Valentina was gonna say like I learned how to do this chilena for like my <laughs> soccer team. Oh. Well, I worked hard and I got a solo for my band. That's what's up. Congratulations. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Can I say something else? <laughs> I worked hard, and now in a few days, I memorized all of CC, and in a few days, I'm going to be doing a CC thing. Woohoo! Oh. That's yeah. what's up. Recital's coming up. <laughs> um, piano recital. 
recital and my CC recital. Well, I just think that as parents, let's just continue to nourish the love of learning in our kids by continuing to foster that, which they love to do. We heard lots of examples of our kids learning, and I'm sure you parents out there have your kids learning different things. And so they learn, but they also pick up on our learning. Mm -hmm. So if we're learning and we have that growth mindset, they're going to pick that up as well. So let's continue to instill in them that growth mindset that says, you know, maybe we make mistakes and embrace the mistakes and just keep going forward and learn from them and that's the best way to live. Love it. Well, that's it for this episode of The Struggle is Real. Learn continuously and have fun while you're at it. That's right. Find additional resources at FamilyBridgesUSA.org. Stay on top of The Struggle is Real on social media with the hashtag The Struggle is Real and hashtag TSIR. Thanks to all the kiddos. Thanks to Dr. Alicia. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, you that checked out this podcast. <laughs> I am Omar Ramos. I'm Veronica Avila. And I'm Dr. Alicia Laos. Till next time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com.